Do you feel like you're the only young person who cares about your Catholic faith? Do you look around at mass and only see silver foxes? We're Jake and Kathy, a young adult married couple, and we're here to tell you, you're not alone. That's why it's time to get Truth Pops. You're going to get a podcast designed specifically for you, a young adult Catholic in a pop culture world. The countdown is on for Truth Pop. We'll connect Christ into culture. Welcome, everybody, to episode 29 of Disney Plus Reviews. I'm one of your co-hosts, Phil Souza, and I'm not here with my other co-host. Jack Altermatt uh, has had some, let's just say, dental work, and he's not doing very good. And so I have actually two helpers with me today. Grant Youngsma is back. Yes. Two weeks in a row. And Caitlin Youngsma is with me as well. Hello, everyone. And we've not seen Caitlin on the podcast since High School Musical, the musical series. Is that right? No, we did Stargirl, remember? Oh, Stargirl, of course. Yes. The, two of our high, like highest volume, as far as like number of listeners, episodes have been the ones that you guys have been on. Yeah, because so, everyone loves me. Yeah. They're, let's be honest. They're not coming to the show for me and Jack. Nope. They're coming on the show for the Youngsmas. So the married duo, Grant and Caitlin, are with me today to discuss a phenomenal movie, a movie that came out in 1995 and wowed audiences around the globe. Something like that. Heavyweights. It's time to go fat camp, people. <laughs> I had not seen this movie. This was, as I admitted last week on the show, um, I'd never seen Heavyweights. I've seen a lot of Ben Stiller movies. I Honestly, I've probably seen the majority of Ben Stiller movies, but I'd never seen this one. And um, I guess we'll get that out of the way early. This is essentially his first like really big role that he mm-hmm. ever landed in, in Hollywood. Um, a lot of people, if you ask people, you know, what do you think of as like a breakout role for Ben Stiller? Almost everyone's going to tell you there's something about Mary, which came out in 1998. I had never seen him in anything until 1998. And so that was for me, like the first time I'd ever seen him, but he was in this movie three years prior to there's something about Mary. And he is honestly just as good in this movie as anything else I've, I've seen him in. And so, I would say it kind of paves the way for future roles that he has. Oh, yeah. You got a little bit of some of his future characters and Tony Perkis. Yeah. Would you guys say, I mean, probably most of the quotable lines from this movie are his character. Would you think? Yeah. I mean, more than 50% mm-hmm. are just him. I He is absolutely the reason you come to this movie. I think <laughs> not that the other characters aren't enjoyable to watch and the kids have some deliver some funny moments and funny lines. And there's a lot, definitely a lot of physical comedy. I think, yeah. from from the kids but as far as quotable like quotes funny quotes from the movie i think almost all of them are going to come from from perkis himself so uh so yeah interesting if nothing else just for ben stiller we it's i think it's ironic and funny that we so last week we talked about the unfortunate um uh end of of life end of career end of life for jerry stiller mm-hmm. who died last week and we were talking about, oh, well, in his honor, we need to pick a Jerry Stiller movie that happens to be on Disney+. Plus. We're like, oh, let's do Heavyweights. 
Grant, he's in this movie for like 90 seconds. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if that. Hi-ya. <laughs> can, I give, can I get a hi 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 <laughs> But, but yeah, they they don't last very long in this movie. Yeah. he Jerry plays the owner of the camp, Camp Hope, yep. before it gets turned over to the <laughs> maniac psycho. I had no idea that was actually Ben Stiller's dad. Yeah, Jerry Stiller. He's... I, I honestly, he is definitely an actor. I ha- has has been in a ton of I mean, like if you I haven't looked, pulled up his filmography, he probably has forty different things he's been in. But I, how many look, you got it pulled up? How many how many movies has this guy been in? Uh, approximately, it's gonna be a long list. Oh, there's quite a few. I mean, he's he's probably more famous um, like for fifty. Uh, yeah. Okay. So even higher than I would have guessed. Yeah. He's been in a, in a lot, and he's been been in a lot of television shows, a lot of walk on roles, cameos, mm-hmm. and things like that. He most famously, as far as sitcom stuff, maybe he's been something bigger than this. I'm sure he has actually. Uh, he was uh, George's dad in Seinfeld, and, and was so, he in King of Queens for a while? Is any the that sounds the right? The wife's dad as yes, well. Yes, I think you're right. I never watched King of Queens, but my wife did, and yeah. so yeah, she uh, has seen mm. a lot of Jerry there. Lion King one and a half. That was a great movie. He was in that as a voice. Uncle Max. <laughs> Not as uh, most eclectic as the biggest and role. And he was in Hairspray. Mr. Pinky. I don't know who that is. But. So I'd say okay. Heavyweights probably outweighs Lion King 1 and, and a half. Zoolander 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. So he's he's teamed up with his son for a decent amount of movies. Though. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's really funny because Perkis's dad is actually in this movie, yep. but it's also played by Ben Stiller. Yep. But um, I, I thought that was funny because when, like his, Ben's literal dad was, is, in the, is in the movie like earlier on, but he doesn't and play he his doesn't dad. he doesn't play his dad. <laughs> but it was much, much funnier to have Ben Stiller play both the dad and, oh yeah. And uh, Tony. So anyway, um, so we got some stuff to get into. I don't know. That, I don't know that we'll go beat by beat with this movie. I think it's probably more fun just to talk about you know our f- favorite moments, favorite lines, that kind of stuff. I'm sure Grant has quite a quite a, a list. You've seen this movie half a dozen times, probably. Okay, I watched it for the first time just a couple days ago. So. Yeah. Um, it or wasn't. Yesterday. It uh, for me, kind of the Disney Plus '90s uh, movie that I really liked to go to was Mighty Ducks, but this one has kind of picked up steam since high school slash college years. Yeah. But I think it's an enjoyable one as well. It's from the creator of the Mighty Ducks. Oh, there you go. That That's what it sense. says on the cover of it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Which they have a couple of the kids from Mighty Ducks too, so. <laughs> well, let's get into it. Um, so here's here's the basic premise of the movie. I, if, if people are like, you know, tuning in this episode and they just want to hear us, you know, chat about a movie that they've never seen or whatever, at least kind of, let me give you paint the context for it. And then we'll get into uh, the funniest moments and our, our favorite parts. But basically there is a kid who's, he's never been to camp. I, I assume he's never been to any camp. He's um, 11, I think, or 12. He's very young. Yeah. And, uh, it's it's summertime. It's the last day of school. I think it's hilarious. Like on the last day of school, everyone rips their te- textbook into pieces, like you do. Yeah, e- everyone. I'm sure you you did the same thing when you graduated high school. You ripped up every. No, I, I would have had to pay for them. <laughs> we we actually had a. Uh, uh, one, I didn't use textbooks. One of the years in high school, we actually had a bonfire where we burned all of our previous assignments that we. Oh, had I was like your textbooks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not our textbooks, our assignments, but. 
Yeah. I think I knew some people that did the assignment thing. Um, yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's gone the way of the dodo now. I'm the Kids person just... that kept all my stuff. <laughs> and then I... And framed it. All your yeah. assignments? Some of them. Oh, man, I don't think I have anything from high school. Yeah. I don't think I have a single thing. You have, like, old papers and stuff? Yeah, like, some of the stuff, like, poems and stuff that I wrote, I kept them. Okay. Yeah, the creative stuff. Or, I like, could... papers and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I can I see that. I wasn't very creative I in mean, high I mean, I didn't keep, like, my math assignment. Something <laughs> like that. It's still on the fridge. I hate math, so... I, I think I have some old songs that I wrote in college and stuff like that, but I don't think I have anything going back to high school. Although I'm I'm also like 78 years old, so <laughs> high school was a long time ago. You're not that Didn't old. Know that. I'm older than you guys, but not that old. Um, so this kid is about to go to camp, and he gets really excited. And they have—I don't think this has ever been done, probably well, in the history of camps. But the, well, you gotta talk. A recruiter or, comes. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Which, okay, talk about, Grant, how far away this camp is. And then a, a recruiter comes to his house. And then you literally see Jerry get on this airplane <laughs> to fly to basically a bus stop that picks him up. I mean, not even a bus stop. It's like some sidewalk and where all these kids show up. Yeah. And then they hop on the bus and head out to this Camp Hope. So, okay, I am... I am I'm 90% positive on this movie. I really, lo- I really loved it. It was, it was really funny. I liked the plot of it. Really good, really unique. I think setting for uh, for a movie. I this is a really cool movie in a lot of ways. But dude, the the plane scene just befuddled <laughs> me. I was like, what the heck is going on? He's on a plane. He took a flight to another state. I'm assuming there's By no way. Himself. There's no yeah. way he took a, a flight that was just in yeah. the same state. So he's going like par- partially across the country to go to this camp. And then when he lands, he has to get on a bus just to get, this into is an camp. expensive camp. And, yeah. And why are the odds that another kid is going to the camp too? Right. Yeah. So, so weird. He had, it's really, it's literally just a setup so they can call him captain for the rest of the movie. Yep. <laughs> Cause he gets the little captain, um, the badge. wings. That makes sense. The wings. Yeah. You know. Which he, he wears to the camp. but so, so there's a recruiter that comes to their house and he shows them this video, which is so 1990s, uh, you know, four by three, really crappy video. But, um, and Pat's very, very proud of himself being in the video. He tells everyone that he sees that, oh, you must know me from my video. But he's in this promotional video and they show the blob. They show the... the um, go-karts. Yeah, the go-karts. By the way, the recruiter is the guy from... Uh, Oh man, I'm blanking on it. George Clooney, um, old timey. Um, it's a comedy, but it's it's like a period film, like from the 1930s. Um, Dapper Dan Man. Do you guys know what movie I'm talking about? No. Okay. No. Listeners will understand <laughs> what I'm looking for. <laughs> but he is. Uh, I had not seen him in anything other than than that movie. Okay. Um, and so, uh, anyways, it was, it was interesting to see him. He's very, got obviously a very small role. He's a prominent uh, member of that. But apparently, movie, but. he must be a pretty good recruiter because. Uh, Jerry's parents uh, forked over the money to send him to this camp. To send him on yeah. a flight to this camp. So, but Caitlin knows the line, the famous line from this scene, but he's watching the video, whatever. He's like, this looks awesome. I can't wait to go to this camp, whatever. And then he realizes. I'm what? the fat kid. <laughs> no. But wait, you're not the fat kid. <laughs> I thought you were quoting. Everyone's your... the cat fat kid. No. What? It, the line is like, um, oh, it's a fat, know. this is a fat, this cam- is a fat camp. <laughs> I thought you were quoting that line. I guess it was Grant earlier. No. It's my bad. Before we hit record. That was my favorite line right there that I just said. Okay. I'll, I'll give you a chance to, I'll see you up later. Okay. Okay. So, um, 
yeah, he doesn't know it's a, it's a fat camp until he, I guess they get to the end of the video yeah. and then they realize he's like, oh no. So the goal of this camp is to lose weight, right? Is that what a fat camp is? I mean, I would assume that's what the goal would be. This Grant, this movie doesn't get remade in, in 2021? I, I don't think so. <laughs> I Not without a lawsuit probably or people not wanting to go see this. Yeah. It's a little weird. Yeah. Like in the ni- 1990s, fat camp and just the word fat. I, I get to call someone fat even nowadays is almost taboo. Like yeah. it's a it's definitely a different world that we live in from 1985 when this movie came out. Mm-hmm. But I, back then, I, I remember it being very... Yeah. Like, I, I you mean... Can, you can call people fat and they weren't like too terribly offended. Like I mean, I'm sure there's something out there that some sort of camp like this, but I guarantee you they do not call it fat camp. Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> Yeah, you can't do that anymore. Um, so, anyways, uh, he gets to the camp and it looks awesome. Uh, you know, the go karts, the blob, everything's there. He's so excited. He meets uh, even before he gets to the camp. He meets Pat, who's driving the bus. Mm-hmm. He invites him to drive the bus. Drive the, new guy drives the bus. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, you can drive stick, right? He's like, no, I'm I'm eleven. <laughs> and uh, he's like, okay, well, we can't risk it. And so he ends up driving them all to the bus, but he's immediately likable, super cool. He's like everyone's favorite counselor yep. at the camp, um, Pat. And so, and he's o- overweight himself, very relatable. The kids all love him. And when he gets to camp, the, all the kids, every kid has been there before. Yes. Like there, there's not a single kid in his cabin. And they absolutely love it. Yeah, they, they're like, oh, we can't wait to come back. This is awesome. Pat's the best. You, you know, and then they, they all dump out their candy and they're like stashing it everywhere. It's, it's, the camp's a total joke. But at least it's a ton of fun. And that's yep. and that's why Jerry is so excited to be there. And then... Fat kids need fun, too. Yeah. And then we yeah. meet, meet the owners <laughs> of Camp Hope. And then we meet the owners of Camp Hope and they come out immediately Bushkins. dejected. I was like, this is not going well. I can yeah. tell on their faces. Bushkins? Yes. How do you say it? Bushkins. Bushkins. The Bushkins own the camp. Yep. And they're like, we got some good news. And we got, no, it's all bad news. Yep. <laughs> and we're bankrupt. We're bankrupt. <laughs> and, but. Jerry still cries. Yep. And now we have a new owner. And we hope you'll really like him. Give me another hi, hi, hi. 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 And then enter. Ben Tony Stiller. Perkis. Tony Perkis. Weight loss. Heck yes. Phenomenon. How would you use s- several sentences if you want, but how in a short description, how would you how would you describe this guy? Like his personality? Um, over the top, kind of like Gene Simmons. Okay. The guy that did those workout videos kind of. You mean Richard Simmons. Richard Simmons. Richard Simmons. Not, Richard not, Simmons. not, not Gene Simmons. I went, I went with you in my mind, but yes. Yeah. But uh <laughs> He's way over the top. Um, it kind of feels like with his introduction that you're kind of at like a sporting event, like maybe a Chicago Bulls game. He's very sh- showman. Yes. Yeah. And you can tell from the beginning it's all about the money. Yeah. He, do- he does not care for these kids one bit. Let's just let's just blow the, blow the ending right now. He, he is essentially... Try, trying to market them into yes. some program that he's selling, right? Yes, a weight loss program because he believes if he can get fat kids to lose weight, mm. then he can sell this to anyone. Right. Okay. So yeah, obviously he doesn't care. He literally care less about these kids. Oh yeah. 
and the stuff that he the antics that he gets into with these these are children um <laughs> that throughout the entire movie is borderline like child abuse well prison yeah he like prison, he, he's gonna go to prison <laughs> for this um yeah and uh i think like at one point to, way towards the end of the movie this, it, it takes them so long for them to get to this conclusion but like a, a couple of them conclude like we need to call a lawyer <laughs> yeah <laughs> and they're like you know, we need to get, shut this guy down or whatever. It takes him quite a while. Because he literally that. replaces all the staff, which, I mean, you're really only introduced to three main staff members. Right. But he replaces everybody. Yeah. And brings in this whole super fit team. <laughs> and it literally becomes the worst camp ever. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's no more fun. <laughs> my favorite, one of my favorite moments as far as that kind of thing goes is there's a there's a, a part um i'm caitlin's remembering some of this as we're talking about it she hasn't seen it in a while um there's a part where he, uh jerry is writing to his grandmother <laughs> as if he's on the front lines of world war one <laughs> and he's he's just like he's like uh times are t- times are very hard grandma i hope this letter finds you well but it's not so so well here at camp hope and my parents don't even care <laughs> And then he finds out later that letter never arrived. Yeah, they're all in his o- in Tony's, Tony's office. Yeah, yeah. He, they're these kids are literally imprisoned on this on this camp, and there's no. And getting, he takes all out. their junk food away. Yep, that he, they stashed because he has on his super fitness team a guy who last year was in the Chipmunks, so he sells them out. Oh yeah, bye bye all their candy. <laughs> Poor kids. He, at one point, he's like. Is this a deli sausage <laughs> or whatever? Or deli meat? Deli meat, I think is what he says. I used to be a fat kid. Yeah. Which, did you believe that? I I think I think I believe it. I think he really was a fat kid. They never had showed a picture of him or anything yeah. like that. I, I could agree with that. And I mean, I don't think it's because like to quote another uh, Ben Stiller movie, Dodgeball, uh, that guy had a weight problem too. So I... I don't think it's out of the ordinary oh, for yeah. Ben Stiller to have, like, in his own personal life, to have some part where he was kind of overweight. Because, I, I mean, he brings it up in a decent amount of his That's movies. a great point. I never thought about that. Was so, he really overweight as a child? I almost wonder if he was. Like, he does kind of bring that into his roles. Yeah. So, and he's super fit in this movie. Like, yeah. I, I mean, he's, he's been fit in a lot of movies. You watch him in Zoolander and he's, I mean, he's definitely got muscles on muscles. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think of, I don't think people think of Ben Stiller as this muscle bound dude, yeah. but dude, look at him in this movie. No joke. He, he actually looks really fit. Um, of course this is really early, uh, Ben Stiller for his, uh, filmography, but, um, yeah, we're looking at an old picture of <laughs> Ben, Ben, when he was a kid, he was not fat in that picture. No, I don't really see So, so maybe he wasn't, but I mean, he does reference that in some of his movies, so. Yeah, so this is all about basically an infomercial for him, but he, I think he does actually want to help them lose weight, but again, it's yeah. for financial gain. So, um, yeah, we talked about he cleanses the cabins and all that and replaces everybody. Talk, uh, talk about Lars. Well, at first, Pat was the counselor of the chipmunks, but then Pat gets replaced and... Pat becomes basically the maintenance guy or the dirty work job guy. Uh So we get introduced to Lars, which from the start, you can tell Lars is not from America. Not really sure where he's from, but he's basically kind of like the kind of a Terminator type character, big muscle, 
muscle guy, and he, like Tony, doesn't really care for the kids. One of the first scenes you see Lars in, uh, he's asking, they're going to have an icebreaker game where he learns all their (laughs) names, and instead of letting the kids introduce themselves, he picks one kid, which, uh, and uh, Jerry, and Jerry tells all the names, and that's the end of their icebreaker game. (laughs) So, and then Lars, uh, there's one point in the movie, which is part of my, one of my favorite parts in the movie, where Lars is the lifeguard, (laughs) and they're all at the lake, and then Nurse Julie comes up, who Lars has a crush on, and he just drops everything, starts talking to her, and (laughs) um, nobody's watching the kids, and (laughs) Julie's like, well, what about the kids? And he's like, the body system. The what? The body system. <laughs> and then he starts yelling, body. And she's like, oh, the buddy system. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean. Dude, his accent is perfect. He's, yes. he's an American. Like, I, I looked him up. He He's like born and raised in probably California or whatever. Yeah. Like, But he just puts on this really thick accent and it's so funny. Um, it's It's really good, actually. Chicago, Illinois, Phil. From Chicago. Yeah, he, he like honestly, his accent is so good that it, it sounds like anyone else yeah. I've seen. Like that's from Germany or Austria mm-hmm. or whatever. But um, yeah, really good. Um, let's see, what are what are some of the just the funny moments? Like as as far as like um, I don't know that I I thought it was uh, this is very typical of Ben Stiller movies. So if, mm-hmm. if you've seen there's something about Mary or Zoolander or anything else that he's been in. Um, you kind of know what you're going to get. And, and if that, if that comedy isn't for you, you might not like this movie, but um, like it's the over the top, like it's a, uh, he is taking himself very seriously, but no one in the room is taking him seriously, which I think is really always really funny. And then the, just the over the top, like really aggressive, what could be like a really dark moment in a serious movie, but it's just played for laughs in this yeah. one. I love the, the scene where they, um, uh, they're doing uh, doing something to the blob, and you can't tell what they it is. They poke it with like <laughs> a javelin <laughs> until, until they literally pull a javelin <laughs> out of the blob, and the thing just like goes. <laughs> they like blow this thing up. So um, yeah, they literally just oh they destroy the the go karts. Yep. Um, and uh, that was like the one thing. There's actually kind of a serious, heartfelt kind of moment between uh, Jerry and Pat towards the ends where he's he talks about how. Hey, the only all- thing he wanted to do. Yeah, and I thought that like okay, it's a comedy. You're coming to this movie for laughs, but honestly, I thought some of those moments were really sweet, like really, yeah. really good and well, well played. Um, I I love the line. I know this this may sound cheesy to some, but I thought it was actually really cool. He says, um, he said, I was just really excited about the go karts. That was the thing I was the most um, pumped up for for the camp. And Pat goes, well, why the go-karts? And, he, and he's like, have you ever ridden a go-kart? He's like, no, I've never, never ridden one. And he, he says, well, what, why would, you know, what would entice you to this? And he says, I've been slow my whole life. Like, you know, being overweight, like I'm always running behind everybody. He's like, I just wanted to go fast for once. And I was like, I mean, I didn't tear up or anything, but I was just like, that's cool. That's like, that's, that's a great line. So yeah. I was not expecting that kind of thing in this movie, but it had several moments like that. So, um, I love how Tony, I'm just telling you a few of my favorite moments now, but Tony um, gets really, really angry at, at them. And I don't know if it's the the way in scene. There's several scenes where he's like on camera yeah. with, you know, trying to promote this infomercial video. And 
they were supposed to, you know, oh, you've lost seven pounds, you've lost 12 pounds. And like the first kid gets up there and like, you've gained three pounds <laughs> since you came to camp. Or when, whenever they do their initial weigh in, I can't remember what the biggest kid's name is, but he's like, congratulations, you're the fattest kid in camp. <laughs> and, he, and he's just like, yay. The kids don't care at all. <laughs> uh, you you can tell the kids aren't coming to this camp to lose weight. Um, but they, uh, he le- like he he gets um, ejected from camp. Like he yeah. says, "You're not welcome here anymore." But then ends up coming back, and I think they they delivered a one liner about like, "Oh, my dad's a lawyer." Or yeah, something. <laughs> and he told uh, Tony he would sue him. Yeah, exactly. Which that that's the only thing Tony's going to respond to is money. Yeah. But he gets really mad at them, and he's just like, "All right, everyone, we're going on a twenty mile hike." <laughs> And I think it's Pat. It's one of the characters. I think it's Pat. Is like twenty miles. <laughs> and oh. but yeah, I mean, and then there's also the scene where uh, Tony's trying to interview Roy, which is Keenan Thompson's character, and he he's trying to get him to talk about how he loves the food, and. <laughs> yeah. uh, He's trying to finish the question, and Roy's just like, I love the food. And he's like, let me finish the question. <laughs> he gets I love face. the food. <laughs> he's like yelling at him. <laughs> it's great. It's it's the kind of thing that you would see in like a um, like a wartime boot camp type, yep. of, type of situation, but it's kids. Like, it's literal kids. So, really good. Uh, they, at one point, trick, and how everything kind of turns at the end is they essentially capture Tony is like the only way to really describe it. They trick him into going, falling into this trap. Like they build this trap on the hike somehow. Yeah. They're, they're basically, they kind of like bait him at first and then they start running away from him uh-huh. and then they, uh, uh, pull up like kind of limp and he's just like, you, you should have never thought you could outrun me. And then he just falls in this <laughs> hole that they have prepared for him. Yeah, it's very uh, Winnie the Pooh. Chicken style. wire electrified with a bug zapper. Well, that's the cage they put him in. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that cage is like <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. And it, it's like, it's really cool the way it looks. Like, it's um, like you believe that it's really going to hold him yeah. be- because of the electricity alone but yeah he uh, he gets like electric uh, like electrocuted at the end of the movie his hair is all frazzled up um it's pretty good so i was telling you i think a lunch or something i, I don't know when we got snow cones yesterday but we were talking about how i think ben stiller's hair is yeah. a comedy piece in a lot of his movies mm-hmm. um you can think like zoolander there's something about mary like there's there's a, a hair scene and the big one in this one i think is when he got electrocuted yeah and i mean like Talking about favorite scenes, going way back to the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Just when Jerry's trying to get home is, a, I mean, it's, you kind of feel bad for Jerry, but it's supposed to be a comic scene. He misses the bus, so he has to walk home to begin with. And then he comes up to this baseball field, and the ball comes out to him, and he can't throw it over the fence. And, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, you feel bad for the kid, but, I mean... It also is pretty hilarious. Oh, it's so funny. I I think I laughed a lot at that scene, if nothing else, just because I was that kid. Yeah. <laughs> when I was that age, I I was um I was never overweight. I'm the I'm the most overweight now than I ever have in my entire life. I was actually underweight um, for a lot of high school. I was the the really thin stick in in, in high school, 
so if anything, I got made fun of for that, but I could not throw worth a darn. And especially when I was really little. And so, yeah, I, I laughed at that just cause I'd be like, yeah, that was me. Um, I'm looking at some, some quotes. I forgot about jo- Jerry Stiller's last line in the movie where like he's being, he's basically being hauled off. Like, you know, <laughs> Ben Stiller's Tony comes in and is like, okay, get out of here, old man. And he goes, uh, he comes, he runs back to the mic to deliver one last line to the kids. And he says, one word of advice, never let anyone sign your checks. <laughs> and then he leaves. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's why you went bankrupt. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Embezzlement. Embezzlement's funny. I'm sorry, Caitlin. Don't look at me like that. On the cover of the movie, my favorite line on here is, they never met a hot dog they didn't like until now. Because it literally <laughs> has a picture of them holding him in a hot dog. Yeah. Yeah, Tony is in the... Yeah. It, it's, that's like a like that's like a sub sandwich or a hero sandwich or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Lars sleeps with a... A really bad snore he says uh, i have a severely deviated septum when i sleep i make a very disturbing sound don't be alarmed i am fine <laughs> now go to sleep and then there's also when tony oh when they're about to go on their hike tony says all you need is mother earth father sky and your dear old uncle tony <laughs> he's really creepy and I, there's not that this is creepy. I didn't mean to make a, a connection to this next thing, but um, there is a little bit of new age. I think with him, he's uh, almost like that was the thing that that helped him get over his obesity. Mm-hmm. But he there's a he starts camp in the morning with like um, some like very serene like new agey kind of music like over the loudspeakers for the camp, which is the last thing you expect to hear at camp. And then he there's a scene where they're on the hike. I, I think it is. He decides to do some meditation at the top at the top of the mountain. And he's doing like, he's got his uh, legs folded. And he's doing the alms and stuff like that. So um, I, I thought that stuff was kind of, kind of silly too. Um, any other favorite quotes before we um, talk about the ending, I guess? Well, there's one where Josh, who's the kid that gets sent away. Um, there's the quote, right before he gets sent away the candy they're trying to figure out who brought all this contraband candy in and josh says the candy belongs to seymour butts and tony's like (laughs) seymour butts seymour butts who's seymour butts hmm and the funny part about this line is tony literally has note cards of every single kid. So he's flipping through these yeah. note cards looking for Seymour Butts and he's like, Who's Seymour Butts? And then he and then Josh <laughs> is like, Nobody's seen more butts than you, Uncle Tony. <laughs> he's he's a really funny he his line delivery is perfect in this movie. Um have you seen him in other things? I feel he looked familiar to me, but I couldn't place him. Well, I didn't look him up. He's either. Goldberg in the Mighty Ducks trilogy. Okay, that's why. The goalie on Mighty Ducks. Oh, okay. So, that's probably where what I know from. Um He's kind of one of those that he's always good for the one-liner. And since it was made by the same people that made Mighty Ducks, they probably knew that they needed to pull him in too. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I really liked him. We totally passed over the obvious when we were talking about cast, but um, Kenan Thompson is in this yep. movie as a very young kid. Um, I would imagine, I didn't look up his filmography. I would imagine this is one of the first movies he's ever been in. I, he might have been in one or two before this, but um, huge actor now with all of his SNL stuff and all the uh, Good, Burger, Good Burger and all the movies that he's been in. Um, I mean, he's honestly one of the funniest comedians, I think, around nowadays. But yeah, he it's fun to kind of go back and watch how he got to start with this these early roles he has almost no lines in this movie but he's really funny when he does talk so and he, he looks exactly like adult keenan like just yep. a smaller version of himself so yeah it's 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 fun to to see that but and then one more uh line that i really enjoy is tony's trying to on that first night he's really trying to uh, encourage them to be their best. And he's like, can you smell it? There's a little force in here tonight. Do you feel it? Hmm. I look around this room and I see potential. I see the future chairman of a Fortune 500 company. I see a famous rap artist. He said that to the black kid. Yep. <laughs> and then he turns to Nicholas and he's like, I see the president of the United States of America. And then Jerry says, he's from England. <laughs> he's not even from here. <laughs> Which, I mean... That shows you how much fun this Camp Hope was at the beginning. Uh, There's literally a kid from England that gets sent here. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about that. I was thinking he he lived in America now, but like it was originally from England. But you're thinking he actually flew from England. And that's very possible, given the fact that Jerry did the exact same thing. Um, Yeah, there's so many great lines in this movie, man. I, if nothing else, like, I'm sure there's a super cut out there like someone is made of just like only the funniest lines of this movie. You probably watch it on YouTube or whatever. Um, at the very least, just watch that super cut because there's some really funny yeah. stuff in here. One more. Yeah, do I, it. I promise. Um, going back to Lars, who actually is probably like my favorite kind of like non main character. Lars yeah. is probably my favorite. Um, he's introducing himself and Roy, um, Keenan Thompson's character, is like, after Lars says his name, he's like, Lars, what kind of name is that? Where are you from? And Lars pauses, <laughs> and then he's like, far away. <laughs> he's very mysterious, that Lars. Good cast. Really good cast. I, I think the only the only cast member we talked about this, and I, I'm not gonna. I don't. I don't like to be real negative, especially about actors that are making a lot more money than I will ever make in my lifetime. Uh, probably on one movie they made what I'll make in a lifetime. Um, but I think the nurse is just okay, Julie. Yeah. Um, she's. I don't know that she's been in a lot outside of this movie. I actually looked her up. Like, where are they now? Type of thing. And she's a real estate agent. <laughs> But she's a real estate agent in Beverly Hills, so still making more money than I'll ever make in a lifetime. In a couple of years, she probably makes more. And so, yeah, she's doing just fine. But I, I think I kind of get the idea she couldn't really... She, I guess, had a major role in a television show for a few years, and then that was it for her. She kind of quit after that. She was just okay. She, was, she wasn't a bad actress. I just... She didn't really have a lot of... Um, yeah, big roles. Yeah, and just not a lot of... Um, like there wasn't anything ca- captivating about her performance. So, but um, yeah, the cast is really good just over and all. So um, do you have any good quotes, Caitlin? I already said mine. Oh, I forgot to tee you up. You're not the fat kid. <laughs> Everyone's the fat kid. <laughs> From Keenan Thompson. 
Here's another good line uh, from Tony, of course. Uh, kids at age at age twelve, I weighed three hundred nineteen pounds. <laughs> what? I had, <laughs> I had bad skin, low self esteem, and no self respect. Now I eat success for breakfast with skim milk. Three hundred and nineteen pounds as a twelve year old. <laughs> just, just, just go with it. Just think about like <laughs> how much weight he must have gained to get to three hundred and nineteen pounds <laughs> at eleven. Yeah, or no ten. Um. Okay, so let's cut to the end. So they they basically imprison him um, in there, and he ends up getting <laughs> he gets out. Um, wait, no, this is after the. Let's talk about the the. Um, no, no, no. The the um, relay thing happens that, even after this. After, yeah. Okay, so we'll we'll talk about the relay last. But <clears throat> so he he's locked up. He's getting like you know three meals a day, prison style, <laughs> and. And the, the the English kid, the Nicholas, yeah, Nicholas uh, is bringing him his food, and he's super he's super bright, like he's hyper intelligent. In fact, he he wins the trivia part of the um, the relay, Apache relay, yeah, with you know no no problem at all. But at at this point, like he's a little dumb, and he says, "Oh, come here, kid, I've got a Hershey kiss for you." And, and so, <laughs> so Nicholas gets a little too close to the cage, and he he sticks his arm through, I guess. The only part you can find that's not electrocuted or whatever, and it's the part where they pass the food. Yep. And he, he gets his arm around his neck and basically chokes him, holds him up against the, the fence and gets him to let him out. And so he gets out, and at this time, they've already had the parents come. So I guess yeah. it's the end of the camp. Yeah, they're literally, or no, it's the halfway point. Oh, okay. Like a check-in. Type. Yeah. Okay. And so all the parents are here, and they're showing this video of just how- They flew how, there, by the way. Yep. Yeah. What the heck? <laughs> They're, sh- they're showing this video of just how awful Tony is. And then Tony shows up. And Nicholas is like, he's escaped after Tony's already <laughs> showed up. And he's just like, thank you, Nicholas. And he- So how long are these kids at this camp? Does um, it ever say? I, I got the impression it was all summer. Yeah. Is that what you thought? Okay. Yeah. I, it is literally like a 12-week camp. I'm, I mean, it's at least two months yeah. at the least. Yeah. Yeah, because they talk about, um, oh, this will be the best summer of your life or whatever mm-hmm. at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, it's the whole summer. But yeah, um, so, which by the way, like, I can't imagine, like, do these camps really exist? Where I guess they do. They wouldn't be parodying it if it wasn't, but. Not like, anymore. Imagine sending surely. your kid, like, not, like, it's May or let's say, you know, early June. I'll see you at the end of July, like, or the beginning of August. Yeah. Like, I won't, I just won't see you for the next two months of your life. It's basically like boarding school. But for summer camp. Because, yeah, I mean, you could see your kids, like, going and going and working at a camp for a summer. Yeah. But never, like, just, see you later. Yeah. All the camps I've been to are only, like, a week. Weird. It's weird. Um, so, he's, like, he's like up at, like, this upper rafter, <laughs> like, like by the window, the top window of this auditorium, the same auditorium where the the movie begins. And he's looking like a crazy person. He's got his hair all fried and stuff like that. And he like front flips off of the <laughs> down like 20 feet, lands perfectly like an Olympic uh, gold medalist. Then he comes down the, the front aisle, whatever. And he takes a, a glass and just, he's like, he's like, I am success or whatever. And he's like smashing the glass on the ground and walking on uh, across the broken glass with his bare feet. Um, at one point he like backflips a bunch of times. <laughs> like he's like this, uh, like, Again, like an Olympic um, perf- performer, um, but just a total joke to everyone in the room. I, I, I love that's Ben Stiller at his greatest, I think, for me. So, um, yeah, he, I, I can't remember 
Did they just cart him off? I can't remember how that scene ends. Well, you kind of get the impression that they're taking him away, but then uh, Tony's father shows up, and he's like, please don't press charges. And uh, he's like, I'll give you your money back and everything. And so you don't really know what happens to Tony. I mean, maybe maybe he goes off with his dad, but, I mean, it's the last time you see him in the movie but so i don't really know what happens to him yeah you, you would right assume handy. there would be some sort of lawsuit and the only the only other thing we know about tony is after the credits at yep. the very end of the movie which i mean he's, he doesn't go to prison even though he absolutely should have <laughs> it, like literally everything he's doing is criminal yeah <laughs> so but yeah at the end of the movie he's a free man still after if you stick around all the way to the very end of the credits which i highly recommend on this one he is like a door-to-door pe- salesman <laughs> he's peddling what, is, what do you call it like a healing crystals healing crystals thank you yep uh he's basically a snake oil salesman at the very end so uh yeah he's he's pretty funny even at that and then he like the door gets slammed in his <laughs> face but <laughs> so good so he doesn't eat success for breakfast anymore not with skin melt nope so he, uh, yeah, so he gets basically his comeuppance and they're like, okay, like it's time to take over this camp. And so then they go back to like all the fun stuff or whatever, but it's basically towards the end of the camp really. And so they do the Apache relay, which Again, is camp MVP. Yeah. Which, oh, we haven't even talked about them. There's the dance scene. There's a whole bunch of yeah. scenes we skipped over, but yeah, there, you do see other camps in the area that are like allowed to mingle, which I didn't even know that was a thing with summer camp, but there's a like an elite, like, like a sports camp, essentially. Which it's pretty humorous because you're, you have the fat camp and then you have <laughs> camp MVP, which are basically, uh, breeding, basically jocks, the next NBA yeah. professional sports athletes. Yeah, they take everything very seriously. They they have to play baseball against them at one point in the middle of the movie. Then there's the dance scene where the girl, it's an all girls camp, right? Yeah, which Tony sets this all up. In hopes for them to be so embarrassed that they're fat, that they're fat, yeah. that they'll lose weight. Yep. And who's the DJ? And then <laughs> Lars is the DJ. But then they actually start having fun, and Tony's like, "We can't have this." Yeah. Shut so it he down. shuts down the dance, <laughs> and then he sends the girls home. So perfect, man. I love it. So, anyways, the the Apache relay at the end is this this camp MVP that we were just talking about. There's no way that these kids have any chance of winning, and yet they best them in several events. Yeah, which um, uh, they say at the beginning, or maybe at the end, that Camp Hope has never literally beaten never Camp MVP. <laughs> and I mean, they played their baseball game earlier in the movie, and it was like the score before they ended it was like 85 to nothing or oh, something yeah. <laughs> like that. So, I mean, uh, in this Apache relay, they have an obstacle course at first, which of course camp MVP just dominates. Yeah. But then they have this hall of knowledge <laughs> and they, they camp MVP knows nothing. Yeah. They're, they're, they're the very stereotypical jock that yeah. you grew up with. Yeah. And then Nicholas shows up who he's not even from America. <laughs> And he just dominates camp MVP. Okay, so the first, and this is a question I would absolutely bomb, by the way. The first question that they ask him is, name five, not even one, <laughs> name five vice pre- U.S. vice presidents, vice presidents. And um, the, so it's, not, it's the 1990s. And so the, the first, the jock kid, wherever he goes, uh, Quail, 
And he, she's like, yes. George and, Washington? Yeah. No. Cher? No. <laughs> and then Nicholas shows up and he just names him off in like 10 I, seconds. I had, I had heard of one of yeah. the vice presidents, presidents that he mentioned. Dick um, Cheney? No. No. This is before, before Cheney. Yeah. Cheney. But yeah, the, the all the vice presidents that he he mentioned from like the 19th century. Like it was awesome. It was so funny. Who so, knows that stuff? I mean, he does. And he and there's a, a quote, a famous quote from the movie where he's it's like, you Americans are so stupid. <laughs> and then we get to... Oh, no, he says, you, you Americans don't know your history. Yep. Yeah. And then we finally get to the go-kart race. Oh, man. Jerry so versus camp MVP. So Jerry gets his final chance, his first chance to really drive a go-kart. He finally gets to drive a go-kart for the first time, yep. and he's awesome. <laughs> and he literally, at the end, the camp MVP guy and him are neck and neck, and you don't think he's going to pass the camp MVP guy because he pulls up in front, and he's doing his little maneuvering. And then what happens? He hits that jump <laughs> and literally catapults off the guy's <laughs> go-kart and wins. There, there had been a previous scene. I referenced it briefly earlier, but where he's having that heart to heart moment, um, seeing that real serious scene with Pat. And he's talking about how he, he said, Oh, he's like, they're, they're running a, a cart that has no engine. Like it's been completely destroyed by Tony. And he goes, so these went really fast, huh? And he said, Oh man, they would fly. And so then at the end, at the end of the movie, he like, he jumps over, literally jumps that other cart overhead and lands on and it. Lands, and it the- yeah. <laughs> lands on top of it kind of, and like rolls down it. And then at the end, um, everyone's cheering. Yes, Jerry, you won we won the race whatever and pat's like he's like man you did so great he's like he's like pat i flew <laughs> and then the priceless moment at the end is they hand camp hope this trophy and he literally and they literally throw the trophy in the lake and camp mvp is just like why on earth would you do that and you literally see like four or five people from camp mvp jump into the lake to try and retrieve the trophy yeah he's like he's like oh i'm sorry did you want this trophy this is everything you care about let me airmail it to you and just throws it in the lake pretty good um and there's a we it's it's so infinitesimal of importance to the movie, but like there is a little bit of a romance between Pat and Julie the entire mm-hmm. time. And uh, they have their big kiss moment at the end, which I mean, who cares, but um, romance. <laughs> yeah. You gotta, you gotta put something in there for the ladies to watch. Um, right, Caitlin. Yep. And then you guys stick around for the start of the credits where they break out in this song. Dude, that song's pretty good. Yeah. I would want, I would listen to that song in the car. Like it's, it's pretty funny. <clears throat> it's pretty much all of the characters. <clears throat> like all of them, like um, Nicholas, uh, Keenan Thompson, Roy, or whatever his name is, um, Jerry, Pat, uh, Lars, all of the characters are in that in that song. So, what is this song called? Uh, I don't remember. The Camp Hope Concerto. Perfect, probably. Because it says Paul and the Camp Hope kids. Yeah, that's what but, it says. But it's just so funny right. because two people from Tony's camp, Lars, and then the cameraman both stick around and they're just like are you going to come back next summer and they're just like if you'll have us back <laughs> and they they literally just love these kids after all that's happened and they want to stick around um have you thought of any other scenes i, I thought of one scene that's I, I can't believe i skipped it it's one of my favorite scenes in the entire film well 
one scene in particular when they break into Tony's cabin. It's pretty humorous where okay. they're trying they're trying to find their food, all their junk food. Yep. So they literally break into this cabin. Yeah. And Tony's I mean, he's on like the shortest run I've ever seen. Yeah. And they're literally trying to do everything and then you find Nicholas and he's found like this instant powder or something and he's just like eating it and everything and then there's the humorous scene of them trying to get out before tony gets back and it's just is that the taste of england scene yep and then (laughs) they literally get out and no no the taste of england is at the beginning of the movie sorry they 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 were like um at the very beginning of the movie, they were on this long bus ride that's in the heat. You know, there's no air conditioning on the bus. <clears throat> and they're trafficking in all this um, contraband uh, chocolate and candies and stuff like that. And uh, Nicholas gets puts a bunch of it on his chest and it all melts during the bus ride. And so when he gets there, he takes off his shirt and he's, he's getting ready to dump all this candy out. This is all just stuck to his chest. And then, and then they kid. start licking him. <laughs> like They start like grabbing and, they, and he's like, come on, boys, get a taste of England. <laughs> But then, like That's when disgusting. when they finally got Tony's cabin, they all hide behind this tree, and Tony just looks out and he can't see any oh, yeah. of them. And then he <laughs> sticks his head back in, and then they just take off running. <laughs> okay, so my favorites—I think this legitimately is probably my favorite scene. I don't know. There's so many favorites, but one of the favorite, one of my top five for sure, is like the candy binge scene where like Tony's finally gone now the gloves are off right they can do whatever they want the, I don't even think, even think the counselor no the counselors don't care because that skinny there's like one skinny counselor that's at the camp and he joins right in with all the fun but yeah. they're basically it, I don't know how to describe this scene it's basically like I think of like a Native American fire dance scene where there's literally a bonfire and they're all like dancing around it but it's also it's also like Go with me just for a second. Like an, it's like an orgy of food. <laughs> like they're they're literally just stuffing their mouths and like it's not just like you know spray, um, squirting a chocolate sauce into your mouth type of thing. It's like they're like just like hosing each other down with chocolate. It's like it's very Zoolander actually yeah. when they're like doing the, the gas uh, the gas fight scene. They have like any candy you can think of and they're just going nuts. And I loved the one of my favorite lines is um, they're looking at this this counselor who's just he's running around the bonfire with his shirt off and he's just got like marshmallows and chocolate like all over his body and they're like he's like a walking s'more <laughs> and it's funny because it's actually the counselor who was fat at one point yeah and they lost all this weight and they make fun of him for being <laughs> so skinny and he's one of the ones that's going crazy yeah and they, they they're just i mean they're literally you see them eating everything that's so bad for you and then in the morning i guess they just like pass out from like all this chocolate overdose and they wake up whatever and they're like oh like they feel so bad or whatever and they're like okay what have we learned <laughs> like, from this experience so one more scene that yeah do it uh it's a real short scene but whenever they're taking over the camp they tie up all the super fit counselors to trees and they rub honey on them oh yeah and they're just like Hopefully the bears will get them, and <laughs> and all the counselors are like freaking out, and they're like, "There aren't bears in these woods." And then you hear Lars screaming, yeah, and they're just like, Uh-oh. "Oh crap, we better <laughs> we better go back." And there's literally this deer, and Lars is just freaking out. <laughs> oh man, so good. Um, 
honestly, like this is probably the movie that kind of catapulted Ben Stiller. I, I know people uh, credit There's Something About Mary as that movie, but I don't know that there is a There's Something About Mary without this film. Like, yeah. I mean, he. this is where he really... I mean, I saw he had done several roles before this movie, and I not seen, I've not seen any of those movies. I'm assuming he is very, very small. He was in... Was it Cable Guy? He was in some Jim Carrey movie um, as a bad guy. But <clears throat> anyway, um, but like he has very small roles in those films, and he's certainly not the center of attention. So I think as far as like letting him just go off and just be weird and mm. just laughable, like someone to, to who takes himself very seriously, but everyone is just laughing at, I think this is really like very about as the epitome of Ben Stiller as you can get. Yeah. Um, and you think about dodgeball and other movies that he's done that are very similar to this movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, this is the movie that kind of showed off what he can do. Yeah. So I, without Ben Stiller, I don't know who could have, who they could have cast. I mean, Jim Carrey or some other, you know, popular nineties comedian probably could have, could have done it. All right. Robin Williams, but this is probably a little too silly for him. Although he, he's done silly stuff too, but um, I don't know. Like this was, this movie seems to have been made for Ben. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's kind of fits the profile of the 90s Disney movie. They find one yeah. sort of famous person to star, and then they just surround him with a bunch of kids. Kind of like in My Ducks, they had Emilio Estevez, and then mm-hmm. they just surround him with a bunch of kids. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and, they did that a lot. But, I mean, a lot of um, pretty successful actors started out just in one of these roles like Sinbad was in one of them oh yeah and so but yeah I think without Ben Stiller you probably they probably find somebody else looking to launch their careers yeah that one person well literally everyone I talked to in the last few days that was curious about what we were doing on the podcast this week. And I mentioned heavyweights to him has said their immediate first response was, Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. Like the, the and I, I'm, I'm surprised it's taken me this long to watch it, to be honest, because I yeah. do love Ben Stiller. Um, and so, uh, it's just a good movie overall. It's, it's really funny. It's very classically Disney. Like you said, you know, it's going to have a happy ending. These kids are obviously going to win the day, even though they're, you know, um, under fire for most of the film. And the all the characters are likable. It's just it's got a good message, I think, overall. Um, even though I think they would to remake this movie, they would have to do things way, way different. Like yeah. the whole setting would have to be different. <clears throat> so I don't know how, how they would ever actually remake it. But um yeah, really good. I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad you suggested it. And I didn't even know that this was a movie that was even A existed or B on Disney Plus. So you pointed me to something I might not have yeah. otherwise found. So thanks. Um Sorry, Caitlin, we didn't have very much for you to <laughs> talk about. You haven't, you haven't seen the movie in a while, so we're... But you, do you remember some of these scenes as we're talking to you? Yeah. Like, you're, it's actually painting a picture in your mind of like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. So that, that shows you how much staying, sticking power this movie has, that you can just... we can just You can recall them when we start talking yeah. about Do you have any favorite scene? No. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for your contribution. You're welcome. Well, I think that wraps it up for this episode. We, um, I don't know what we're going to talk about um, next time. We'll have to get with Jack on that. We, there's several in the mix. If you have an idea from either from this list or something else that you can think of, let me know. But we've been talking about the 2016 Pete's Dragon. I've never seen that movie. I loved, like I was when I was a kid growing up. I watched Pete's Dragon, the original, like all the time. So I'd, I'd kind of like to watch the remake of it. 
the BFG also came out in 2016. I'm not seeing that. I kind of am interested to watch Free Solo. Have you guys watched that at all? It's the documentary about the guy that climbs the face of oh the famous rock in, in Yosemite. Oh. Yosemite. Okay, I um, know what you're talking about. Now. It's yeah. the big the big rock uh, climb that everyone does in Yosemite, yeah. but but did it without the aid of any kind of um, harness. Yeah, like he literally just free soloed it, like just give me some chalk and let me at it. And so I kind of like to watch that. That came out a couple of years ago. And then honestly, I've seen this movie, but it's been, an, I, I, I bet you anything, it's probably been 25 years since I've seen it. But the original 1991, The Rocketeer, I'd kind of like to watch that again okay. and review it. Uh, that's a, a great movie that, honestly, it was kind of like a superhero movie before we actually got real superhero movies, like in the late 90s. And of course, the 2000s and 2010s have been awesome for superheroes. But Rocketeer was kind of that, precursor to all of that like after superman like the superman movies of the 70s and 80s but before we got all the marvel stuff so uh rocketeer would be kind of fun to go back to so if you have any ideas for something we should review or or you know get 2020 vision on you know an older movie like that let us know and the way you do that is Disney Plus reviews at hotmail.com. If you've been watching something on Disney Plus and want to send us an audio review or even just a, an email, a text review, I'll, I'll be happy to read it on the show and let other people know about what else there is out on Disney Plus. Um, is there anything, I know we, I just did this last week, but anything you guys, I'm, we've got Caitlin this time, but anything on Disney Plus that you guys, have you guys watched the, um, I, this might sound girly of me to say, but like I'm actually really interested to watch the Taylor Swift um, concert. Are you a Taylor Swift fan? Um, I'm not a big fan of new Taylor Swift. Okay, I preferred old Taylor Swift. Country, country version, country yes. Taylor Swift. Um, I've not checked her out in. I probably haven't listened to any of her albums over the last five or six years, but it's just included in Disney Plus, and she did this. Um, like recorded but live concert in Paris and um, it's available on Disney plus just for free with your subscription. So I thought about checking that out, but I haven't, haven't done so yet. So anything you guys have been watching of note? Um, well, we tuned in to the, both of the Disney sing-alongs that were on recently. Um, yeah, yeah. Those were pretty fun. And that's cool that they release those on, on Disney plus. Like yeah. I have, uh, YouTube TV through some friends um, that have given me YouTube TV, but I uh, I thought that maybe that would be the only way to watch it. But yeah, it's on Disney Plus. So those were pretty fun to watch. Um, I guess um, the biggest thing we've been watching recently is Hannah Montana. Oh yeah, because that was that and Lizzie McGuire were definitely some that was your shows that I watched. You know, in my younger days, that was your jam. And I. I enjoyed the Hannah Montana and Lizzie McGuire movie, of course, too. There's a movie of each of those. Those are pretty good. We've watched those during this time when we've been home a lot. So Yeah. Let me ask you a question that I don't know that we've ever asked on the, on this show, but is there something that's not on Disney Plus? Like something you watched on the Disney Channel when you were a kid and you're just like, man, why haven't they brought that to the service yet? I or don't is think there, so. Or is everything pretty much there? It's like another big one I watched a lot was That's So Raven. Yeah. On which it's on there. The okay. My Dex trilogy is not currently on. That's there, right. But I I read something where they're bringing the first one in June, so I'm pretty sure it's a matter of time before all three of them are on there. Yeah, I can't remember when the contract ends with Netflix or whatever that yeah. contract is, but um, I, I want to say by the end of this year they all should be on there. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I thought. But 
It's it's some of them are weird. Like Tarzan has been like uh, Tarzan's never a movie that'd be like. Well, yeah, of course Tarzan's on it. It's, it's not on there yet because yeah. the contract doesn't That's expire weird. until yeah the summer or sometime. Um, well, oh, go ahead. And there's just like some like Saturday morning cartoons that are on there, but they're really obscure. Like there's a show called Fillmore where it's basically like a school uh, hall monitor. And he takes down crime. It was uh, early. Wow. It was like a what? early two thousands Saturday morning cartoon that I used to watch. And then there was this girl named Pepper Ann. They had a show on that. Those aren't on there. But I mean, I don't know if I would even go back and watch them. Um, right. I I really enjoyed Darkwing Duck. Yeah. I mean, I really liked him as a kid growing up. So to have those on, I enjoy watching those every now and then jack talks about the marvel stuff like he he watches a lot of like um ultimate spider-man yeah. and avengers assemble and like some of the stuff that's been prolific on like disney it's not disney channel it's called um disney xd oh, i think yeah. is what it's called but yeah th- that kind of stuff is uh, almost all that's on disney plus you could literally watch nothing but marvel like animated tv and stuff like that every night for the next six months like there's so much stuff on there so and like the spider-man uh animated series is all of them like is is fantastic yeah i mean you could i mean i think i went through them and there's like 68 episodes yeah Uh, that would last you forever so yeah yeah Yeah, the originals on there all the the newer stuff is on there um every season of it so um yeah jordan's been watching old like to us old television shows She, she absolutely loves the original um DuckTales, like from the early 90s, early to mid 90s. And, and uh, what was the other one? Chippendale. Chip, yeah, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. And so, you know, for her, you know, <laughs> how she describes those. So to her, animation is CGI. She's yeah. a, she almost doesn't know anything that's like hand-drawn. And so do you know how she, I don't, I may have told you guys this before, but how she describes like hand-drawn, like flat animation. Uh, she says, um, Daddy, it looks like paper. I said, well, that's because it is paper. Yeah. Like, it's literally someone drawing on a piece of paper and yeah. animating it. <laughs> so, But, I mean, I would say for anyone that's out there that's on the fence about getting Disney+, Plus, I would definitely get it. Oh, yeah. I mean, the stuff that they've put on there is phenomenal. Well, especially for the price. Like, I, I, yeah. I think a lot of people would do it if, if it was eleven ninety nine a month. But yeah. for six ninety nine, it's like, it's a freaking no-brainer. Yeah. Like, there's so much stuff on there. Especially if you have kids. I, yeah. I can't imagine someone not having Disney plus if you have two or three kids at home, like it's, it's an endless supply of content. Yeah. And I mean, we don't even have kids, but basically we're able to like relive our childhood yeah. through all these movies. Yeah. Like, I, I honestly, I probably watch Disney plus more, maybe more than Jordan does. And she watches it at, at probably at least two or three hours a week. Yeah. So yeah, there's, there's always lots of stuff on there. Well, thank you guys for coming on this is fun i loved talking about this movie that this is one of the the funniest pieces of content that we've talked about on the show we've mostly done a lot of serious stuff so yeah i love this movie i and we need we need to do mighty ducks like the week it comes out for sure sounds good so there's some other early 90s comedy movies that maybe not all in a row but (laughs) we we've got a good list coming cool well i know you guys 
have some time. I know you wanted to do some traveling this summer too. Both of you guys are teachers, so um, it's already been a couple months of free time, <laughs> but uh, you know, several months more coming up. So yeah, you're welcome back on the show whenever you want. Just make a suggestion and, and we'll do it. So especially if you guys have great recommendations for stuff I've never seen, I'm, I'm always up for that. So cool. Well, uh, thanks again for joining us on this episode of Disney Plus Reviews. We will see you next week for one of those movies, or if you have a suggestion, let me know. Uh, until then, have a great week.